Where's Jim? Has anyone seen Jim? <laughs> All right, it's just me and Jason uh, this go around, and uh, we talked presidential debate and the trades. Dads in the trades. Uh, I hope you find it actually somewhat useful. I think it was a great conversation. Uh, we're on all the socials. Get on there. Check it out. And uh, thanks for listening. Dads Worldwide. Why? The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. This is Dads Worldwide and I'm Brendan. I'm Jason. We have Jason today. Jim is a Jim's a no show. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> I almost said this is I'm, Jim, just because I'm so used to hearing it that yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. This is Jim. Um or you know, he says, and I'm Jim. Yeah. So uh Jim, I, I'm thinking about dressing a picture of him up in the Where's Waldo outfit <laughs> and just start posting it on Facebook constantly. <laughs> just to harass him. Oh, Jim. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jim went away for the weekend. So uh, Jason and I are roughing it out without him. Hey. We'll, we'll be all right. We'll make do. We'll make do. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Do, so uh, do anything fun? Oh, today? lots of fun. Lot, lots of fun. Really? Hold on. No. Hold on a second. You're getting ahead of yourself. Sorry. I oh, wanna... Did you have like announcements or sponsors no, or something? No, no, not, no, not. No, I just wanted to talk about the political debate real quick. Oh, the presidential right. yeah, debate. I was trying to. Yeah, yeah okay, all right. Yeah. Um, so I feel like all the uproar about this is just people that didn't manage their expectations properly. <laughs> Good point. So if you expected Trump and Biden to go up on stage and actually have a nice back and forth, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. Trump's a loudmouth and Biden's a hothead. Yeah. We all know this. And if you don't think Biden's a hothead, just watch some of his town halls when people challenge him. He says really nasty things to people. Right. And we all know Trump because he doesn't shut up and he tweets constantly. So mm-hmm. that's the only thing I want to say about it. The political debate, I thought it was hilarious. I laughed for a long time <laughs> and it did get annoying at the, at yeah. the end there, but, but it, it really was quite comical, but I expected it to be. So I feel like my expectations were, yeah, this is going to be a joke. And it was, so there you go. Should I, it be? I, no, probably not. <laughs> no, that's, it was embarrassing. Yeah. So I, I was lucky. I, I got to put Taylor to bed. So afterwards, and I usually, you know, fall asleep in her room for a little while and stuff. So by the time I got out, I uh, put the headphones on. I was listening to a live cast of it. And I was like, it probably caught the last 20 minutes. And it was, to me, it was embarrassing. It it was. The last 20 minutes was the most uh, cordial of the entire debate. Oh man. I'm, no joke. I'm glad I didn't hear no the joke. Rest of it. Yeah. So, you know, a good point on the managing the expectations, right? It was, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect it to be that bad though. Like I expected it to be like back and forth and that, you know, that banter and everything, but it was just, it was just uncivil. And you know, where's the mute button, man? Ah, oh, yeah. It, it was uncivil for sure. And it was on both sides. Anyone that's going to blame Trump oh, yeah. more, more than Biden right. is just because Biden interrupted as well. And did he, he do it as much? No, probably not, but he probably didn't have the energy to. So let's be serious. So right. I, I, I really, I, yeah, I, this is what I expected. This is what I got. So I, it, you know, and I was actually watching it on a live stream, um, uh, with other, uh, you know, political guys. And 
yeah, the, I say the first 45 minutes was just, they were at each other's throats. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't know if that was a tactic, mm-hmm. you know, on Trump's level was just to try to, I mean, but, derail him. Uh, yeah, but you don't really need to derail Biden. He'll, he'll do it on his own. That's so. true. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. So yeah. Should it be more, uh, should it be more, uh, nice niceness? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we'll ever get that with these two. So. With these two, definitely. Or, or yeah. And you're right. Biden was just as bad. And I, I thought the same thing and I was agitated because the live stream I was listening to obviously was, was not Republican because, Oh, and it was all Trump's fault, but this, and I'm like, yeah. you know, <laughs> click off yeah. done. Yeah. No, they're both being morons. So, yeah. um, and I've listened to debates in the past and it was, you know, it gets a little tense and stuff and it's okay, but it was, it was, it was, it was more of a, a comedy show. It was like, you know, Saturday Night Live had it best with their little skit. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it didn't do us any favors, didn't do them any favors. Um, you know, well, it, the only person that probably won through all this is anybody that's running independent right now or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'd think so. Right. But people just won't vote for those people, which is sad really because you know, the Democrats and Republicans don't have to work for votes. Right. They're just, it's just baked in there. They just, well, I'm going to vote for the lesser of two evils, which is. So at this point in the game, nonsense for me, I I just feel like you're, you're wasting your vote if you're continuing to vote for these idiots. So to to that, to that point. Right. So, at this point in the game, you're not going, if you're a Republican, you're not going to, you know, vote Democrat or vice versa. So with the debate, it's a chance to like uh, either entrench yourself even further or, or for those people that are on the fence. Okay. And this, they did themselves no favors with like, you know, if I was on the fence of, of either the candidates, regardless of their, their party nomination or denomination, I wouldn't have been swayed either way. I, I, I'm more in favor of moving out of the country. Yeah. I mean, there was no substance to the debate, right? Uh, there was no foreign policy talk, which is one of the V jobs of the president is Correct. foreign policy. So there's absolutely zero uh, right. meat there. Uh, what else did they talk about? Um, they talked about, Oh, the fact that Trump hasn't devoured white supremacy. Right. It, and it was kind of a, the stuff, the question was f- really phrased very weird mm-hmm. and and then i don't know and then they didn't challenge biden on antifa oh, really okay. much i i think so I yeah yeah they did but i mean that's i don't know it's it's just it was a really ridiculous the questions were absurd i mean you're supposed to ask about you know the power of the president you use what what are they what are they allowed to do and then you ask questions about what are they going to do with that power it's just it's, that, it's been out of control. So, yeah, so I, I think was- I think any I think you're right. I don't think anyone was swayed by that debate. No. I think people that were going to vote Trump are going to vote Trump. People are going to vote Biden or Biden, and then right. people that are undecided are probably still going. What, what? the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, <right. laughs> <laughs> what do I do now? Yeah, uh, is it too late uh, to write somebody in? Yeah, Jeez. never too late. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Brennan Roy for president. Yeah, right. <laughs> Ask worldwide for president. You know what? <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, well, I see the map in the background. For, I know this is an audio, but for those yeah. that are you know listening, there is a video here. So I'm looking at the the world map in in the background and in Brendan's house there. So looks like you're I don't know studying geography for foreign policy type stuff. I mean, it's just I like to stay on top of my game. You know. <laughs> I mean, where, where you are you know? moving to next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which country is more free? I have the globe in my background too. I'm there you go. Yeah. Boat, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, yeah, I don't think anyone wins. I think, uh, I mean, the big saying is right. The big, the biggest loser for that debate is the American people. Yeah. And that's probably pretty accurate. Right. So, right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. So you asked me what I did today. Yeah, uh, how was your day? Oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't too bad. I got up. I, uh, I made breakfast for the family, which okay. is my, my weekend routine. Nice. And then, 
you know, stripped it, help strip a deck and uh, snake a pipe. <laughs> Fun filled, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> Let's see. Got up, made breakfast and uh, started stripping a deck. <laughs> oh, a shocking. <laughs> yeah. I know your audience is in suspense here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we're, uh, we're talking about the trays today and, yeah. uh, and uh, Jason and I uh, spent the day stripping his deck. <laughs> so we had, we had someone lined up and you know, the, the deal was I buy the materials and said person was going to come and demo it, dumpster it and put the new stuff on. And I knew it was going to be in the fall sometime for our conversations. And that pushed into later in the fall to later in the fall till finally this person said, well, if you want to find someone else, I, I totally understand, which to me being in the business is code for, I really don't want to do it. I don't have the time to do it. This is kind of a nuisance. So I got the tools out and started at it and uh, made some phone calls, um, obviously, uh, get some help and, uh, you know, last minute help too from Brendan. Uh, yeah. so thank you very much. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, I, I just, I, for some reason, this deck, I already built it once. I didn't want to do it again. And it's, <laughs> but here we are. So I know I can do it. It was just, it's more of a, a nuisance factor. So. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely leads me to what I want to talk about with, with people in the, the trades, right? So yeah, I don't want to do it anymore. And it, it's just more and more people. I don't think it's not, you know, the DIY do it yourself craze, I think is, I mean, it's still live and well, but it's dwindling and, and definitely kids in the trades are dwindling. Um, which is unfortunate. I mean, I mean when I was in my twenties, you know, the coolest thing at Christmas time, birthdays, presents, where just give me a Home Depot card or a Lowe's card or, you know, whatever. And I'll go buy some tools. I have all the tools. It's just now that I'm a little bit older, it's like, I just don't want to use them anymore. I'm busy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think uh, this brings up uh, another topic that we really didn't plan on, but, but a contractors and having them skip out on homeowners. Mm-hmm. Is huge nowadays. It's huge. Um, I, I think uh, a lot of times, and people lose money do it because they'll throw a deposit at the contractor, right? And they'll take off. Um, so it's really tough. It's tough to you know demanding references and that type of thing. It's easier for you, I think, to or myself when we bring someone in and we start talking to them and like you know what what. Uh, you know, we can, we can get a feel for them. We know, you know, know what they know. Right. Do Like you said, one guy, you, you, you gave him a, you gave him a drawing and it, yeah. all his, his only, questions. yeah, all his questions were, if he would have just, just looked at the drawing, he would have got his answers, you know. I called him out too. Did you get the attachment with the drawing? Yeah. No, I got it right here. Yeah. Why ask? It's like, come on. And I, I, just dealt, I just dealt with a project manager. Same exact thing. <sighs> Yeah. I, it's so frustrating and it's and i don't know if i'm holding them to a different like i'm obviously in the in commercial which is a little different than the residential in, in the sense of the way we treat subcontractors i think because it's not a homeowner like and i think residential contractors you know this could be up for debate but i think residential contractors can get away with more because the homeowners a lot of homeowners don't know but in the commercial world, and, and I feel bad sometimes when I'm talking to these people and I try not to say what I do for a living because I don't want to put them on the defense. I want to hear what they say. And if I, I smell BS and it's like, okay, maybe I need to find someone else. And, and maybe it's unfair for me to, you know, hold them to that light from the get-go. Um, but someone has to hold them accountable. And it's just what, what this person's doing. It, it's, it's unacceptable. And um you know, my in-laws just had an issue and my brother-in-law just had an issue with a same contractor. And it's like, how are these people still in business, man? It's in today's day and age with everything, social you just media can't and find stuff. people. Well, and that's, that's the problem. You can't find someone reliable. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, but I just, if I was, if I was that contractor, that person with, you know, you can write reviews on anything. Yeah. I mean, my name's at stake here. 
you best believe if I commit something or I say something, I'm going to do everything in my power to do it and I'm going to try to make it right. Some of these people just think that, well, it's good enough or yeah, it's your problem a, now. A lot of those people don't put their business online. No, well, I see why. Well, yeah. And I, um, so when, uh, when uh, I lived in a different time, when I lived in Southern New Hampshire, our neighbors paid a contractor to do a back deck mm-hmm. and they gave him a pretty handsome uh, deposit mm-hmm. and he didn't, he, he showed up for about a week and then he took off. That's, see well, that, they screwed with the wrong person. That neighbor, my neighbor's a pit bull. Oh, she no. went after him like you, nobody's business. She Good. put him in jail. Really? She eventually got him in jail, but she had to harass people. Like, like you, like they're not going to just do it. You know what I mean? Like the the cops and, you know, let's be serious. They've got better things to do, but you know, they, they're not, they're not going to go look for these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they stole from you, right? <laughs> they right. should be doing it. Right. That's how right. we, why we pay them. But right. uh, yeah. The, yeah. So the, um, yeah, she went after him. And, but you know, a lot of times she actually had a second contractor do almost the same thing. Oh, like, but it was significantly less money. But okay. so, but the idea is here is, uh, you know, I, I think the best thing you can do is get multiple references. Hopefully they're references from people that you know. Right. You know, how else would you, uh, I mean, it's tough. Like I said, we know what we're doing for the most part. And if, and if we don't, we can call somebody that does. Right. Because we're in, we're kind of in that business. So, I guess what would you give for a uh, recommendation? What would you give as advice to a homeowner, a residential homeowner that doesn't know what they're doing? Yep. Um, well, definitely. So you hit it there with the references, right? So if you, if you call, so if, if you've heard of this contractor and cause you know, your neighbor used them, um, you know, I would ask, well, were they on time? Did, did they make commitments and stick by the commitments? So if they said they were going to be there at such and such day, and they weren't going to leave until it was done. Did they come through with that? that that's um, huge. In my opinion, that's huge. Yeah. Because, it, because they're like, I'm going to be here for this week. Right. And then they don't show up for that week. Right. And, and they don't call you. Right. Or some lame excuse or, you know, a text yeah, yeah. that, you know. Like, oh, I can oh, understand, I like, listen, we're, we're not, you know, I told you Tuesday, but I'm not going to be there Tuesday. I'll definitely be there Wednesday and he shows up. Like, right. for me, that's acceptable. Yeah. Right. If he says, I'm going to be here the week of the third does not show up the week of the third and does not call. Right. And then still thinks he has a job. <laughs> no, you know, so that's huge. Uh, professionalism. So, I mean, I've had contractor at my house and the helper was just like, Hey, you, you got a lighter for, for what? Uh, I got, you know, you want to take a smoke break. I'm like, I really don't want you smoking at the house and stuff. So, I finally, I like, I gave him whatever. So I had like a um, one of those lighter sticks um, for you know because I light my grill that way. Yeah. So I did that, and then like I don't know, a couple hours later, I see him at my grill, turning it on, and do, I'm like, "What are you doing?" So you know, professionalism. Do they show up? You know, dress nice. Do they have their company logo on there. Is it just a guy in a beat up truck um, that's you know doesn't take care of his equipment? means they're not taking care of themselves means that they probably aren't going to, you know, put the best craftsmanship into your product. I'm being a little unfair, but it's, you, you just, you get that <laughs> sense, right? You, you meet someone and you're like, I don't think that I would, I don't, I don't think so. I was right? going to say, cause I've seen some people with some beat up trucks and they're pretty good craftsmen, but you never know. You never right. know. I mean, I, I guess I'm using my if, own experience. If they, if they get out of their, if they get out of their truck and their, you know, their shirts, you know, hanging out of their right. pants. Your bottle you know, fall out of the yeah, car door. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit of common sense here. You know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that professionalism, the commitments coming through um, for a homeowner is, you know, to ask those, you know, ask the question if, if it's being used as a reference um, or just if you're trying to do it on your own, you don't really have anyone else talking. You're just talking to the contractor. Um, ask lots of questions. I, even though I, I already know the, I'm not saying to pat myself on the back, right? I'm just, even though if I know the answer, I'm, I'm going to test them. So I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. How are you going to do this? You know, what about this or whatever it is? So 
everyone has Google. So if you're going to tackle a project, research a little bit. Even if you're not going to do it yourself, research a little bit. Quiz the, the contractor that's coming in. So if they're giving you, you know, you're going to be able to smell BS a mile away. So if, if they're just giving you this line or they don't seem interested or, or care, you got your answer, right? But if they're genuinely entering a dialogue with you, answering your questions, sounds like they know what they're doing, um, engaging with you on that, okay, well, then, you know, maybe it's worthwhile. And, and you know, to, some of these guys and gals that, that do this, they like talking about it. It's their trade. It's their livelihood. They, yep. they want to talk about it and they want you to be excited. You know, the, the good ones know that it's a, this is a, an investment for you. This is a project that we're making look, something look nice. I want you to be excited about it. And I'm excited about it because this is what I do for a living. So, you know, if they just come off as don't bother me, just let me get in and get out. Then, you know, maybe they're not the right person for you. Yep. Yep. Uh, there are uh, websites out there that give you a decent amount of reviews and stuff like that for companies. So it definitely do that. Google the company themselves, see if they're on the internet. Uh, and I think that's, uh, that's a really good way to get out there. Now, trusting bad reviews completely. I mean, I, I think if they have a ton of bad reviews then you just kind of stay away. That's what um, I was and if say. they have a bad review here and there, um, right. you know, you, I take it with a grain of salt because some people you can't satisfy. Yeah. Um, I've been to people's houses where I did the work, I did it well, and it was just not enough for them. Uh, you know, so you just never know. Yeah. Uh, so I, even on the design side. So um, I had a customer that, you know, they, they, they had a second house on the Cape, you know, must be tough. And uh, <laughs> so they wanted to, you know, raise the roof, do this addition, blah, blah, blah. So, I agreed upon a price to do some of the work and um, got to a certain phase and met with them. A couple of the things that uh, the homeowner wanted physically it could not make happen because of the way that this, it, what the space was, the house was. So, and I explained that to them. And I think it set her off a little bit, like, oh, like, what do you mean type of thing? And so I think it was like a, a, a tick mark you know or, or you know an x mark uh, with my name now because it's like well you're not doing everything i want so we it, it, that's design though right so kind of working through some things well i can try this or do that send them an invoice and they freak out and it's like oh like what do you mean and, and it was just completely two different people that i was dealing with and i'm like what happened like i did the work and i explained to you that it was you know on the side right so i can't like i can't work on it during work and, and stuff like this is many moons ago too. Um, so I like, and it wasn't like I was dragging my feet with it. I was busting my hump after hours and weekends and stuff to, to get it to this point and, and show them. Yeah. But like you said, like you can't make everyone happy. And it was just, I don't know what their end game was in the, in the first place is like, were they just looking for the free design and, you know, cut bait or something or because they couldn't have everything they wanted and someone told them, no, I, I just, so it was a rude awakening. And I mean, you're going to get that in the residential commercial, whatever. You're not gonna make everyone happy, but it makes, our, well, I've, listen, I've had, our I've had customers. So I hand them the price. This is how right. much it's going to be. I do the work 15 minutes later, you know, and I get everything done. You know, it takes me a couple hours. I get all this work done. And I go, okay, you, now you need to pay me. And they're like, well, that's too much. And I'm like, <laughs> come on. Like, well, one, you agreed to the price because you signed on the dotted line, like right here, like you agreed to the price. Like that's, you know, yeah. like, and then I leave and then they complain, you know, and it's like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like you agreed to this. <laughs> like like I, I told you how much it was going to be. I didn't raise the price. No. Oh man. Yeah. I had some guy read me the riot act. I mean, he made out like a bandit on me. Like I, it took me way longer than I thought it was going to be. I didn't mm -hmm. charge him any more money, you know? So he made a killing on me and he was like telling me how stupid my company was for not charging a server or for trying to charge a service charge to get a quote and stuff like that. I'm like, wow. Okay, buddy. I was like, yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't need to hear it from you, yeah. but yeah. So I think, uh, so there are uh, really awful con consumers and really awful <laughs> on the flip workers. side though i did have a project i did that complete opposite i i gave mm -hmm. the the homeowner the price went in there did the job uh, we made some changes along the way 
Um, and afterwards, he said, you know what? You didn't charge me enough. Here's some extra money. This, I was, I'm really impressed. This was really good. Better than I expected. Take a little bit more. Okay, <laughs> you know, so not awesome, but that bad. doesn't happen very no. often. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That's Those a good false one. Hopes, like maybe I can do this for you know, uh, no. So, well, that's a little advice for you folks. Uh, I hope you actually find it helpful. Uh, it's one of the rare times that we're actually uh, not just joking around <laughs> on the show. <laughs> yeah. We're actually offering some some decent yeah. advice. So I hope you take it, uh, Jason. Why don't you describe to the folks? Uh, mm-hmm. This is perfect, right? Because I'm kind of the the minion in uh, construction, and you're like the upper management. Like this is so th- we've got like both, mm-hmm. you know, we've got both sides of the construction world. Uh, yep. So why don't you explain to everybody kind of what you do and how you got there? Sure. Um, well, I started out architect, uh, practice in architecture. Can't call myself an architect because I'm not licensed. It's a little caveat they have. <laughs> uh, but I did practice for 13 somewhat years. Uh, and then I went to what they call the dark side, which is construction management. Um, so in, I was managing people that were swinging the hammers. Um, so basically I'm writing subcontracts, um, making sure that everyone's on schedule within budget. Um, if any problems come up in the field, um, sorting them out. Um, from there, um, what I'm doing now, it's, it's called VDC Manager, uh, which stands for Virtual Design and Construction. Um, so it's pretty cool because I live in a virtual world, uh, which means that we basically on a lot of projects will 3D model a lot of the stuff. Um, so I will receive 3D models from all the different trades. And it's my job to make sure that it's not going to hit one another. So if we have to move a pipe here, move a piece of duct here, um, and not only that, but it has to be buildable. So if you're gonna try to put some piece of equipment that you need access to, but yet somebody wants to put a pipe right in front of the access zone, that's a big no-no. <laughs> so I'm going through making sure all that is what we call coordinated. And when you do it before you physically do it, you can work out a lot of problems and it's a lot cheaper to work it out beforehand. Cause when you're on the site trying to figure it out, the one thing you can never buy or get back is time and when projects are getting tighter and tighter in their budgets and smaller and smaller in the time frame they want it we have to find ways to do it faster and more efficient and this is one way that we we found that uh, we, we can do it so um so yeah so i've touched a little bit of everything between design work um to construction management work um to now this vdc uh, manager. So to the point where you actually put, you know, you had boots and hard hat on and you were project managing. Yep. Right. I mean, yeah. So, yep. uh, so Jason wasn't just always an office bunny. No. Like nope. he is now. <laughs> <laughs> That's soft hands. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, but I, I think I, that is really the coolest thing, uh, having that virtual, uh, and I actually got to see that in my last commercial job, right. uh, with the coordination drawings and they, I'm sure these were not, these were definitely not Jason's because they were screwed <laughs> up. I mean, there was pipes going through ductwork, oh, um, yeah, steam no. line going, go, you know, steam lines have to pitch a certain direction. Yep. Yeah. These, yep. these like, these were so bad. <laughs> like, I was just like, I was like, I don't even know what to say there, you know? And, and, uh, yeah, they, they, they showed pipes going where they were already existing, yeah. uh, you know, existing work that had been done. So, that's one of my nemesis right now is going into a building. We're doing a retrofit is getting the existing conditions done because um, we, um, you know, we have capabilities. We can go in there with a laser scanner, scan it all and it turns into what we call a point cloud. And we can take that and overlay it. So, mm-hmm. that you know, and, and on the project that I'm doing right now, um, I'm not going to say it was an issue, but we noticed some stuff, but, there was no way of really knowing until you can rip out all the ceilings and see everything. So finding it after all the, the ceilings and everything like that, we're, we're down, um, you know, you're able to work around it. So what I, what I tell people, cause a lot of this obviously is a service. So what I tell a lot of people is, well, you can pay for myself and my team now and work things out 
I don't get you 90, 95% of the way there. There's always going to be a little something that comes up, right? You can't but get everything. We'll, we're going to yeah. solve the big problems now. Or you can spend it later. That money that you're going to spend on me, you can spend it later. And when it's more contentious and everyone's pointing fingers at each other, everyone's at each other's throats, or <laughs> I already put that piece of duck duck board up there. So you move your pipe. No, no, you move your. So it, it's a little less um, argumentative, I guess, in the beginning um, when it's just pen and paper, you know, uh, virtual modeling or whatever. Right. Uh, than being out in the field when something's already fabricated. So, um, but we've, we've taken to a point where, we can get this thing clash free to a point where I'm confident releasing people to start prefabricating um, assemblies. So that it just comes on the site when needed, hang it in the air, walk away, done. So, um, that's but that's all well and good, but you still need the people to hang the deck work, put the pipe in and everything like that. <laughs> so, so much respect for the mechanics and you know, the people in the trades like yourself that, that actually do, the work it's it's not easy it's grueling i get it and you know that we've asked we asked so much um from the trades peoples and in the sense especially towards the end of projects when it's crunch time you know these guys are busting their you know what's to you know go the extra mile and get it done stuff like that and it's uh so a lot of respect and it's just i wish more people and any young people in the audience or or even parents in the audience if your kid has any inclination of any kind of of trade don't discourage it please it's it's vital it's vital to our economy it's vital to you know the construction world and stuff like that so let them explore it there's there are schools out there tech schools and everything that they can get the education they need and go into a trade and make really good money um they don't have to go to college it, that's a it's a misnomer right you can you can get into a trade and and do just fine um, I'd, I'd prefer if you do not encourage that, um, the fewer people in the trade, the more money I can charge. So <laughs> there's no one left in the trades to do the work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking that back. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife is screaming probably at the podcast right now. Be like, ah, you don't charge enough already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, that, that's huge. Uh, I think, uh, when I was in high school, I actually, I, I, I don't know. I was like a lot of kids. Like I wanted how to, I wanted to learn how to turn wrenches. Mm -hmm. I was, I wanted to be a mechanic. I had no really inclination to do plumbing or electrical or anything like that at the right. time, at the time. So mm -hmm. uh, I asked my parents to like, let me take some of those classes just to try it, you know? Yeah. And they wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> oh, wow. They wow. refused. They refused. Wow. Uh, and I asked my parents years later, you know, you know, I asked my mom, I was like, well, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, I was yeah, like, right, right. like, I, you know, I could have been 18 in the trades with my life. You know, I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have gone in the military, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, and, uh, she just, there was a stigma back then. You're absolutely right. It and was the, the bad kids, you know, the naughty kids that, yep. that were, that were taking those classes and she didn't want me to get hooked up with those people. It's so unfortunate, Brendan, because when I was in eighth grade, we toured um, one of the local uh, Vogue schools um, in, in one of the towns. And it was, you, you went there and it was, it was kind of like this dark dingy. It was like, Oh, and, and me, you know, being a sheltered, you know, little brat was like, yeah, this is, this is for all the bad kids. I don't belong here. And, and now that school, I, there's a waiting I, list I to get in for there. the longest time that, that, yeah, that's, I know ex exactly what school you're talking about. It's <laughs> the only school around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where we grew up, yeah. um, it's called Monty tech and we played them in soccer or, you know, all the, all the sports. I played soccer and uh, we played them in all the sports when they could get a team together. <laughs> they, they really did have some awful students, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, and that that was I always thought that that was like a reform school. Right? No joke. Like right. I really just thought that was a reform school like like you you're you know you you were bad so that's where you went, you know, right. like uh I had no idea and I and that's probably because I wasn't as bright in high school as I should have been either. So um <laughs> yeah, and uh I I don't think I ever took a tour of that school. Yeah, it was Part of I, I yeah. went to school in Princeton. And, so speaking of that, what uh, why did you choose the route that you chose? 
So initially uh, it was architecture. Yeah. Yep. I, and ever since I remember, like I, I was probably 10 years old. I was like, I want to be an architect. And I, cause I really like to draw and, and, and stuff. And I just, I don't know, kind of took a knack to it. And I maybe had some influence from my father who was carpenter. So it was the, you know, being around your dad's the ultimate DIYer. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. He will do anything. Oh, and it's, I'll get into that in a second. Hey, but, <laughs> um, it is, yeah. So it, yeah, it just, it's something in my brain always. So I pursued that. And honestly, when I went to college, I, I was just going to do a two year school and get my associates and start my apprenticeship and everything. A year into my two year school, they changed the rules. They said, well, if you want to be a licensed architect, you have to have a bachelor's of architecture, no more associates. So I'm like, well, now what do I do? The school so, needs more money. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up going to, I mean, let's be serious. What, what changed about the whole, I don't, you know I what I mean? Know, Come or on. if it was, they just want more, they just wanted more of your money. <laughs> just, the problem is a lot of schools for architecture and you know, public service announcement to anyone out there that's looking to go into architecture or kids going to architectural school. If you, there's schools out there that are not accredited. So you can get an architectural degree, but it's a bachelor's of architecture or bachelor's of science with focus in architecture. You have to do at least a five-year program to get a bachelor's of architecture, which now you're eligible through internship to get licensed. A lot of schools aren't accredited, so it doesn't mean anything. Um, so you have to be cognizant of that. And I wish my guidance counselor in high school knew a little bit more about that, or maybe I mean, this is back in the dark ages before internet. I didn't yeah. have you know ways to. Well, there was the internet. It, it just took nope. forever to load. I no, I didn't even have it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was in like, college when like it, ten years year older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I ended up going to uh, the Boston Architectural Center, which is now the Boston Architectural College. Um, but the cool thing was is that you work during the day and go to school at night. So you're working towards your intern credits. Um, you're still going to school, getting that degree, but you're also working in your trade, uh, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, that's the, the route I took. And then, you know, going from the design to the construction side, it was, um, I, I, I mean, a, a little bit of, well, you know, I didn't really like some of the types of projects that we were getting and, and stuff. And I felt like I could explore a little bit more in the construction side or, or add a little bit more to the construction side. Uh, with my expertise or, or knowledge. Um, and I found that managing people, it was, it was really like a, being a glorified babysitter for adults. Oh yeah. You're hurting, you're, hurt, so. you're hurting cats. Oh God. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. It, and you know, so I have 16 different trades that I'm, I'm trying to hurt and it was just, you know, yeah. everyone's the same thing. So, so <laughs> it wore on me pretty quick. So, but my dad, Oh my dear Lord. Yeah. Talking about do it yourself. The guy's almost seven years old and he's still out there doing everything it's like but what i envy the most are the people that say yeah i can do that like they've never done it before in their life and they're just gonna figure it out for me i need to see it done research it overthink it overthink it some more and then when i'm doing it, i'm so hard on myself it's like I, I i don't have that thing in my brain to, that clicks that says yeah yeah i can start this i'll figure it out no <laughs> and so opposite from my old man in that way. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I am kind of one of those people. Yeah, I, will, I envy that. I will pretty much try just about anything. However, it probably I probably should stop <laughs> and Google it because yeah. you know sometimes I'm in the middle of it. I'm like, oh yeah, I should watch a YouTube video on this. <laughs> is that the uh, is that the equivalent of stopping and asking for directions? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much for me, <laughs> lost. like for me, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, 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 when we were doing our house, I, uh, I, I was lucky enough to find a guy that, uh, I was working with at the time and he, and he helped me with a lot of the framing and stuff like that. And, um, uh, and, but uh, most of the stuff I did myself, uh, you know, the radiant floor heating, I've never done that before. I did that on myself. Um, you know, the plumbing, obviously, no problem. But, uh, Is that why it's all cold in your house still? Yeah, yeah freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work. No, I'm, I'm surprised kidding. I can't hear the pellet stuff. I really am. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm shocked right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try it. If it looks easy enough, I'll do it. You know, and uh, 
you know, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I, I'm the same thing with my vehicles. I'll, I'll try to mm. fix them first. And, uh, I ended up one day having to replace my drive shaft because I screwed it up so bad. So, oh, <laughs> and so, actually I was, I was being helped by a mechanic that day. So oh, like, no. like, that's, that's the thing that drives me crazy like that. I kind of screwed it up, but, uh, it wasn't totally me. <laughs> you should have known better. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I, I think part of that for, for me anyways, because I live in a world of, you know, every, every line straight, everything works out perfect. You know, when you're using CAD or modeling software, everything works out really well, right? It's in real life. It's, it's different. I, I can't get down to that 16th of an, it's, it's just a different way of thinking or figuring it out on a computer program. It's easy for me to figure something out in mm-hmm. real life. I get this mental block. It's weird. So I, I think it's oh, mostly yeah. me, I'm, but in real life, um, if I don't get it the perfect, the way I want it and I do it in any way, because I know that's the way that has to get done mm-hmm. drives me crazy. Right. It right. drives me crazy. It bugs the snot out of me. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to do it, you know, and then yeah. yeah, drives me nuts. But, all right. So what's a, what would you say is one of the things you enjoy the most about the traits? About the trades in ge- just in general, or? just in general, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, it 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 really is when everything comes together, right? So, and, and every any anybody that's on the job takes ownership in it, right? So, and I remember when I was fresh out of school and you know working on some drawings, and I go out into the the job site and there's a little makeshift plan table. And I see my drawings on there. It's got my initials and people are building it. And I'm like, wow. And that's what made me get up in the morning. It's like, this is, this is really cool. So for someone to, anybody in the trades, um, to interpret, you know, an architect or an engineer's intent mm-hmm. and make it real life and make it into a fully functioning building uh, for whatever reason is the best thing. It, it that I mean that's that's why I, I'm still in this industry is I, I I can't get out of it because it's just I don't know the, the building of something or or all the systems coming together coordinating and and for the common good um, it's just I don't know that's again why I wake up in the morning yeah seeing seeing the finished product is so much fun and it's um, it's one of the reasons I loved residential because I could see it so quickly yeah yep commercial it just takes so long i mean you're i mean you're talking six months to a year sometimes even longer in some places you know, job and, right now that's between design we we did design for probably a year and a half um uh, construction we're going on two years it's it yeah long time <laughs> yeah it, ta- it takes sometimes it takes forever and yeah. that that's where commercial can get can drag can drag but there's uh yeah, there there is a really I, I can I can only imagine like I have, uh, obviously I've never you know drawn any you know plans or anything like that, but uh, you know not officially anyway. Mm-hmm. I've done some on the side of a cardboard box. Napkin you know, sketches with count a shirt, with a sharpie. No, that um, counts. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, seeing something executed that you've done that you 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 know is your baby. Mm-hmm. God, that must feel great. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine. You know, there is the, the sense of accomplishment. So even as someone that lives in a virtual world, you can call me a nerd, computer guy, office weenie, whatever. But when I'm coordinating all these different trades and, you know, okay, well, you're going here, you're going here. And then you start seeing out in the field and it's like, well, you know, someone questions you, why the heck is that pipe like bending like this and that? And it's just taking this weird route. It's like, well, wait, wait till you you'll, see everything you'll see. else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll get it. Um, so that sense of accomplishment. And, there, there's uh, trades folks or, or you know people that they get it, they understand, they they love the process, um, they love the technology. Um, there's others that are old school. They're just like, just get out of my way, give me my you know wrench or hammer or whatever, and just let me at it. Um, and I think that you know a good mix is is healthy. But a lot of those old guards, it's starting to dwindle down. So getting a, you know me more people to backfill that are willing to pick it up and honor the you know the the technology and make it more efficient absolutely and there's uh in new hampshire anyway there's one 
uh, one guy coming in the trades for every 10 plumbers that are retiring. It's, so, which is insane. Yeah. And then that doesn't say that that guy, that one person or girl, so excuse mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that one person is staying. Right. You know, that's just a, that's kind of an average, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was one of the big talks. It's just, how do we get people to do it? And how do we get people to, to stay? And, you know, getting people to try it is not necessarily that hard, particularly because there's some people out there that, you know, think they like to work with their hands and then they get on a job site (laughs) and then, you know, for a month straight, they're just dirty every day. They're just dirty. Their hands are black. Their face is black, you know, like, you know, just dirt, you know, dirt from head to toe. So, um, and then they leave. They just say enough is enough. Yeah. They don't see the long game, I think, you know, because apprentices get, don't, do not get paid a lot of money. Right. Um, so, and it's, so that makes it tougher for people that are kind of misplaced from their other careers. You know, they're laid off from tech jobs. They're laid off from, um, uh, I met, I met one guy that was a chip setter. Huh. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, when I was an apprentice, I was like, he said, yeah, he said in the eighties, he, he lost his job at this chip, you know, you know, he, he actually had a degree in this. Oh man. Um, which is funny because I actually know a border patrol agent, same thing. <laughs> he <laughs> he kind of got laid off and he was just like, ah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you know? right, right. Um, so, uh, so, you know, he decided like, oh, well, plumbing, cause that's pretty steady. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, the, it's, it's tough to get, so it's tough to get people to stick around and see that long game. Right. Cause, because, and especially, especially misplaced, you know, from other, other, uh, avenues. Yeah. So it, it is, it is very, very difficult, uh, to get people to stay. Do you find with the trades, the, the actual mechanics and stuff that they, when you said stick around, it, it made me think is in, in project management, it's who's, you know, who's going to pay me more. And we've, oh, yeah. we've done this to, to our, our own industry where our own worst enemy is that if I'm company X and I'm paying you Y and company Z comes along and it's going to pay you X times two, it's like, why wouldn't they go? And it's like, well, we're just killing ourselves. We're just, you know, unqualified people that are just making oodles of money and for, for what? So, and I'm wondering in the trades is it the same way. Do you guys have a lot of, you know, go to grow type of stuff? So I think or once you have, once you have a license, mm. Um, I think, uh, I think that is, that is the case it, it, when you're serving in an apprentice you're you're not, I mean, uh, people do look for a third, fourth year apprentice sometimes. Okay. Um, you know, but they're, again, they're only going to pay you market wages. Yeah. They're not going to give you a, probably a sign on bonus or anything like that. Gotcha. Uh, you know, once you have a license, once you're marketable, mm-hmm. yeah, you can move to a different company. Grass isn't right. always greener. No. And the, (laughs) you know, and, um, yeah, as a trade's killing itself. No, I mean, I, I, unfortunately that's just, I think that's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's always going to be. I don't, the, and you can only pay people so much, you know, and you know, you have to be able to make it work. Um, so unfortunately, yeah, there's not much loyalty Mm. and, uh, people, and then there's, and then there's a ton of ego. Oh my God. I, that is, so if there's one thing I hate about the trades, mm-hmm. there's so much arrogance and ego. Uh, people get that license and think they are a God. They think mm-hmm. they're a plumbing God, electrical God. They just think they are the best thing since sliced bread. Yep. Um, and they haven't met me. So <laughs> you know, you are right. <laughs> I know I'm God. No, I, I really like, that's one of the things I, I despise. Yeah. Uh, when I was an apprentice, they, I, I had pl- plumbers that were just harassing me constantly and, you know, you just take it and it's fine. Uh, but one guy was, uh, he was joking with me, but then he, he kind of started getting upset with me cause I wasn't reacting. Yeah. He was like, well, I could make you empty that there's a bucket of, you know, nuts, like five, eight sure. nuts yep. sitting next to me. He's like, I could empty, tell you to empty that bucket, count it and put it back and then do it again. And I'm if that's if that's how you think I should be right using my time, then who am I to argue? Right. I'm like I don't 
I don't know yeah. what to tell you. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be mad. I'm still getting paid. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Like, right. I'm still getting paid. I'm like, uh, he goes, you have a smart mouth. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. What do you want me to like, do? I was like, I, don't, I said, do you want me to count the nuts or not? <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you want me to? So, oh, um, I, and he, that guy actually sold me my first bucket of tools and, oh. you know, a bunch of stuff. I'm pretty sure half stolen but you know <laughs> it, it, you know it, it was one of those things that uh you know that he was actually what he was actually a good guy i i'm giving yeah, him yeah. i'm giving him shit but he, he was actually a good you good guy to work for crazy bob he was a great guy to work for and um it was really uh but there's a lot of people out there that just think they are awesome and are horrific they're not good at all and right. they but they will sell themselves to an employer and the employers will pay them a ton of money and, you know, they'll take a gamble on them and they'll find out they're not worth that money. And unfortunately, happens, I don't, yeah. unfortunately, I think it's just going to happen more and more with the fact that there's just not enough people filling positions. I, I agree with you on that. And it's, um, even on the office side, we, we get the same thing. You, yeah. you know, oversell themselves. And then within a year, they're gone. I've done this. I've done that. I've done oh. this. I've done that. You know, you I work at a resume. And, yeah. you know, it's just a rap sheet of places that they've worked. It's like, that's red flags to me. And, and I, I'm not saying you have to be loyal and stay at a company for, you know, 20 years before you, you think it's, but, you know, if it's under five years, you know, six, seven year, whatever, it's like, well, why did you leave this other place? Oh, well, they didn't get it. They, and it's like, oh, okay. You know, there's two sides to the story, right? So, you know, if, if I see a year here, yeah, you're there, what's going well, on? Well, I think the quickest thing, quickest thing is if someone's not willing to take blame for stuff, I mean, yeah. Yeah, In this industry, there's going to be a mistake. And part of my personality, and it's something I'm working on, is anytime that phone rings, what did I F up this time? Oh, boy. How can I have prevented this? And sometimes you just can't. Sometimes it's just unforeseen, right? And Or, okay, I made a mistake. And, you know, the company I'm at with now, I mean, they're good. They're good about it. It's like you're going to make mistakes. And it's how you how you learn from it, how you deal with it, how do you react to it? Are you just going to bottle it all up and, and make things worse? Or are you going to say, you know what, I made a mistake, but you know, and, and this is how I think I can fix it. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. And if that's going to go a lot longer way than, you know, just being like, well, it was this person's fault. This, this person, I'm the victim, I'm the victim. Then it gets you nowhere. So yeah. Own up. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a tough thing for anybody, not just people in the trade. It's human nature. It's human nature not to. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey man, this is this is good. I I think I think Jason's right. Jason's uh you gotta get people in the trade. So encourage your kids, encourage Mm -hmm. yourself, um, and look at the long game. That's where I'm I would I would my advice would go is uh, you know, it sucks to make, you know, thirteen, fourteen dollars an hour if you have kids. Yeah. Um, and you know, a ton of bills, but, uh, man, in four years, you're going to be making a lot more and you're significantly better off, you know, as far as that goes. I did have one more question. Mm-hmm. So as a tradesperson, right? So it's the name of the game, right? And I think any industry or any business is moving up the, that corporate ladder, right? So to speak. So as a tradesperson, are you looking at, well, geez, you know, I can't wait to, you know, become an estimator or a project manager for this company and, and get out of actually doing the work and, and more estimating or managing. Is that, is that common in, in the trades or is it like, eh, is that kind of a sellout or is that just nothing you really think about? So the answer is it depends. Okay. It depends on the company you work for. Hmm. If you work for a small company with three guys, guess what? You're all estimators. You're uh, all doing, you're all doing the same work. Gotcha. Um, you may have a field supervisor, but that's about where it ends. And then you have the owner of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, uh, if in, in that, I would say that's across the board, you know, electrical plumbing, mm-hmm. you know, construction, you know, you, you're going to have people that are, you know, kind of the bottom rung, the mid rung, and then the, the guy, Yep. Uh, yep. You start looking into the major companies where, you know, their franchises, right. they're, you know, they got their stuff together. They're wearing uniforms. They, mm-hmm. all their trucks are lettered and jazzed up. You know, you're going to have room for improvement there, room for, 
advancement. Yep. How much? That depends on, again, and then that also depends on the company and their structure. Mm-hmm. You know, they may have all those people in place and they don't care if you ever move up. That was one of the, when I got back into plumbing and moved to the service sector, that was a for my second or third question. You know, where's my room for advancement? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're like, yeah, well, we're, we're looking for, you know, a lead guy and eventually we're going to need a, uh, a plumbing manager. Like, okay, let's do so this. You just proved the point, right? So mm-hmm. whether you're in the trades or if you go the, you know, traditional office route type thing, office weenie, then you just prove the point. It doesn't matter. Like there's, there is room for improvement in any job that you do. You just have to apply your knowledge and good work ethic and, yeah. So it doesn't matter if you're banging nails today, you can, you can lead a crew the next day. And then you know, I don't want to, yeah, for me, I don't want to sit still. I mm-hmm. don't want to dig ditches my entire life. Right. Uh, that is not something I strive for. So how do I get out of it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and not just getting out of the work, but how do I, how do I improve myself and improve the company that I'm working for? You know, I mean, it's, I'm always throwing ideas at the boss. I'm always telling him like, ah, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. You know, and, you know, and, you know, at first I don't think he knew how to take me <laughs> the company I'm working for, the company I'm working for now. Yeah. At first, you got a real was, smart mouth. He was, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. Listen, you're no spring chicken anymore. You're catching up to me in age. Oh, easy, so. easy. <laughs> but it's, you're, you're absolutely right. You're going to get to a point where it's, I don't want to get down my knees and, and stuff like that. I'm, you know, body's breaking down. But if I had a, an apprentice or, you know, someone that I can mentor, I can take all this knowledge and impart it on he or she and watch them succeed. And, and I don't know, to me, that's, that's rewarding too, is, you know, oh, it's a blast. someone and, and oh, they're getting in it and they have yeah. just as much passion in it and stuff. So, um, there's a guy that I was working with. He, he'd been in the army for like 30 years or whatever. And he's like, man, he's like, every time I work with you, I learn something. That's good. That's good. I'm like, great. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would hope so. Cause that's not his, you know, what, what I do is not his field of expertise. Mm-hmm. So you better be learning something. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, right. but no, anytime I work with someone that doesn't know what they're doing, you know, that, yeah, I'm always teaching. I'm always talking. I'm always telling them, you know, I don't care. I don't care if they leave next week. Right. I, I don't want to treat them as if they're leaving next week. I want to treat them as if they're staying forever, <laughs> you know, I have, because I have a yeah. standard and I want them to meet it. Yes. Yep. And I am a picky SOB. You think you're picky. You should come on the job site with me. <laughs> I'd actually love to. Love to. We should switch or, or work yeah, with you, each other one day or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fun. You take a day off and go. The, guy, um, the guys I work with make fun of me because I'm, so particular like i don't think they even like had a level in their vehicle until i started working here i swear sometimes like i'm like yeah yeah i just get made fun i talk too much (laughs) so you're perfect for podcasting (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly exactly oh oh i was just gonna oh never mind i was gonna say something else but i forget All right. Well, this is not our usual episode. This is kind of a serious episode, a little Sorry. bit of joking in between. No, it's all right. It's perfect. <laughs> I, I, I love talking about this stuff. And, um, and I think it's important. I really do think uh, we need to get more people in the trades, mm-hmm. even though that's less money I can charge. But yeah, we need people, you know, <laughs> um, we need good people and we need moral people. We need ethical people. And it drives me crazy when people are uh, contractors. I don't care who you are, you know, your construct, you know, your framers, your drywallers, your painters, your plumbers, electricians, I don't care who you are. If you represent yourself as one of these things, you show up to people's house, you take their money and you run. I despise you. Yes. <laughs> because yep. it makes it, then it makes it that much harder. Any of these trades do this. It, it makes it that much harder for me to walk into someone's house and to be treated, um, you know, to treat the homeowner with kid clubs because I, I know that other people have taken advantage of them. Right. So that's uh, why people always say, Oh, dirty contractors, you know, another crook. And it's, yeah. it's unfair because we're, we're in the business and it's like, well, I don't want to be associated with that. Yeah. And, and I'm not that way and you're not that way. So yeah. drop the stigma people. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a while. It's going to start with us. But, 
Uh, all right. Well, you, uh, people, you know how to get a hold of me. Brendan at dazww.com. Um, Jason, do you have any contact info you want to hit these people up if uh, they need a drawing or anything like that? <laughs> I do. Well, I love, I love where your head's at, man. Listen, if, if you're listeners, plural, right? Um, if, if you are serious about it or if you have any further questions or, you know, uh, about architecture, construction management, any of that stuff or this whole VDC thing, BIM, um, if you get in touch with the dad's world, why I'm sure you'll, you'll pass it on to me. Um, I'm not established enough or, or anything like that, that, uh, will take, I don't have any incorporation or anything like that. So just get in touch with the dad's worldwide through the normal. He's going to show up in a beat up truck. His shirt's going to be untucked. Hanging, His, hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, if you want to get a hold of Jim, Jim at dadsww.com. Uh, if you absolutely can't stand us, you know what to do. Hate mail at dadsww.com. And yeah. And what, why don't you send anyone who's listening to this, just send Jim an email. I don't care what it says, like found you or something like that. Like where's Waldo? Just yeah. Jim at dadsww.com. Just send him something. I don't care. I don't care if it's a D pick. Just send him some, send him something. He deserves it. Who's going to uh, be found first, Loch Ness Monster or Jim? <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a mystery right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed the episode. Uh, I this was this was great. I loved it. Thank you very much for having me. I, this is yeah. Obviously, you can tell we're very passionate about this subject, yep. and um, but I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much, Brendan, for the invite. Thanks for coming, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. Damn it. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Later. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. you.